Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We are going to talk about Donald Trump. He's facing indictments. And if found guilty, there's prison. At the end of those indictments, would a president, former president of the United States, ever go to prison? I don't know. There are those who say absolutely not. There are those who say it could happen. There are those who say that, look, he's, Trump has said he will, if he's the nominee for the, for the Republican Party, he will continue to campaign. Even if he's found guilty, he'll continue to campaign even if he's, if he's in prison. So then the folks take it a little bit further, and I've heard it. Uh, the question asked, well, what would happen if you were in prison and president of the United States? At this point, my head starts to spin in all sorts of different directions. I'm doing a Linda Blair exorcist impression. And and then would he pardon himself? I, I'm surprised that my guest John Zogby hasn't already hung up. John is the dean of American pollsters. He's an op-ed writer, of course, as well for major publications, keynote speaker, podcast host, and uh, of the uh, Zogby Report. His clients include Coca-Cola, the U.S. Conference of Mayors, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, the United States Census Bureau. John is the author of books like We Are Many, We Are One, and it's John Zogby's strategies. Um, John, do you find all this, what's going on with Donald Trump, to not only be approaching surreal, but rushing, crashing headlong into surreal? Yeah, hi, Roy. Hi, yeah, hi John. headlong into surreal. You know, this violates history. It violates all the rules of engagement. Yes, I suppose I can explain it, but no, I can't really understand it. Um, you know, on one hand, it's a part of um, you know a right-wing populist movement that is the earth is facing. It's not only the United States. On the other hand, it is the United States, um, you, you know, which identi has identified itself with its universal values and its long-running constitution. But, um, you know, Donald Trump is willing to um, circumvent the Constitution, willing to spread, you know, obvious lies. You know, it doesn't matter whether I'm labeled as calling him a liar or not. These are lies about, the, you know, the, the stealing of the election in 2020 and so on. But as we speak, 42 percent of the American electorate are with him and they're with him solidly. And that, you know, gives him, um, you know, a head start. So whoever is running against him, you know, has to at least match that and then surpass it. Uh, the polls showing Biden versus Trump have them tied. A lot of that, I think, has to do with with uh, Joe Biden's um, not really being able to connect his message, even though it can be a very positive message to the American people. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are folks that are just uh, not sure. You know, inflation. The official numbers are getting better, but they're still there. You know, they're still there. Uh, and no, the country is not headed in the right direction. Uh, yes, it's headed in a direction 
that's better than before. But I don't know, you know, when you go to the supermarket or put fuel in your car, uh, whether or not you're willing to say it's getting better. Yeah, I've said and uh, it started out as a sort of a semi-funny uh, throwaway line. Then it became extremely serious that inflation certainly in this country has become when you go to the gas station and the grocery store on the same morning, John, and you can't afford to fill up at either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's become reality for so many people. When it comes to populist yeah. movements, but when it comes to populist movements, there's a reason they exist, and they are in that people have become many people have become increasingly. Um, in in despair when it, when they're dealing with 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 governments that don't that don't connect to people that's that's one of the reasons that they exist and then they they feed on themselves and uh, and and we have what we have but would you agree with that would you agree with that John I do yeah we're in a moment right now where we need to trust somebody and we need to trust some institutions to write this ship but the problem is that uh, our scoring of institutions, our levels of trust, you know, in the church, in um, in the media, you know, it, it, look, if the media is attacking you, that's a good point. I mean, that's 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 a positive for you because the media is less trusted than politicians and pollsters uh, and. And so we're really, we're adrift right now. Yes, let me assure Canadians, yes, it is getting better and will get better. But we're in a period right now of creative destruction. A lot of what we know and a lot of what we trust and has been familiar to us is just breaking down. You know, technology and its concomitants are just moving us more quickly than a lot of us can handle. Yeah, I spoke yesterday with one of the godfathers, so-called godfathers, of artificial um, intelligence, Joshua Bengio from the University of Mon- Montreal. And uh, the, the the AI developers are concerned that uh, that AI, if it's not controlled, if it's not directed, could turn out into being a humanity destroyer five or ten years down the road because it travels. Yeah. It's so much yeah. faster than we are, and it may make decisions decisions independent of us. Yeah, I, you know, I remain hopeful about that, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there is a will be a place for humans. There will be a place for heart and soul. Um, uh, and yet we're kind of in this abyss right now, um, kind of in a holding pattern. We have to get the destruction out of the way. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of that destruction is probably necessary. Not only, you know, are these institutions outmoded, but they've, there are reasons for why they're not trusted. So, John, if Mr. Trump is found guilty, he's facing lots of indictments in different states. Mm-hmm. If he's found guilty, if a prison sentence is in fact issued against Mr. Trump, it wouldn't happen right away. But it's in the middle of a campaign. What would that do to disrupt American society? And if somehow, I don't know if this is possible, if somehow his pursuit of the nomination for the GOP were derailed because of what's going on in his life officially, 
Uh, could that happen? And if it did, what might it do to peace and order in your country? Those are very good questions. They're multiple questions. You know, um, I, I said over and over again in 2020 that Joe Biden would win the election, but Donald Trump would not lose the election. And that's exactly what happened. And he has maintained this myth that's called the big lie, you know, that the election was stolen, though there is zero evidence. So with that as a base, I figure anything had happened from there. So, yes, he's indicted and he intends to run. Constitutionally, he can run for the presidency. Apparently, and I wasn't aware of this beforehand, but apparently if he... Yes? Can you hear me okay? Here you fine, John. Oh, okay, sorry. Apparently, if he is convicted, he still can run and he still can win. Now, one of the things that... Uh, uh, one poll by a, a, a college here, university in the United States, revealed is that 45% of Republicans polled said that they would abandon voting for him if he is convicted. That's why I think it's, um, it's very true that He's going to try to postpone these trials as long as he possibly can. And I suppose, I'm not a lawyer, um, but I suppose he can prolong them. There are multiple defenses. There are scheduling issues. There, you know, in Georgia alone, we're looking at, you know, dozens, scores of witnesses. So it's, I guess, not likely that he'll be convicted during the campaign, maybe even not go to trial during the campaign. So that's one piece of it. I think the another piece of it, I guess, and the final piece of it, I guess, is that um, he wouldn't accept the results of a trial and wouldn't accept the results of a negative election again. So we'd be looking at an attempted coup, um, which is not likely to succeed, but throws uh, everything into such turmoil. I mean, will we have to call the U.S. military in? Who calls in the U.S. military? Does the current president have the authority to do that against a legitimately elected president or someone who claims he's not? Do you see this? This is more than a quagmire here. Do you see what I'm getting at? I do, John. And you and I have talked. Uh, we talked probably uh, in 2020 and since mm-hmm. about the potential for real unrest in the United States, political unrest. And Mr. Biden has not helped himself because he's largely invisible. I, I don't even think of him as president of the United States. I can't. He shows up. I think, who the hell is that? Mm. Seriously, I mean, I don't. I. I, just, I just, He just doesn't have a presence. Barack Obama had a presence, Bill Clinton had a presence, George Bush had a presence, Donald Trump has a presence, but I've never really felt that Joe Biden has a presence, and I'm just looking at you from across the border. Yeah, that, that's an interesting observation, and coming from across the border, um, you know, I, I think there is, this is not partisan, I think there's an impressive record of accomplishment, and yet at the same time, there's a vigorous effort on the part of the White House to, quote, protect 
the president. I, I think there's no question about the fact that the, as an 80-year-old man, that he's, he's not at his top form physically. I honestly find it hard to find any evidence of any cognitive problems that the president has. By the same token, you want to be sure that with such scrutiny and which, with such intense opposition to him, you don't want the guy to slip. You don't want him mm-hmm. to fall. You want don't want him to break a bone. You don't want yeah, him that's to have it. a root. That's it. That's that's at least part of it. John, in the minute we have left, do do you do you have concerns about your society in the United States hitting a really disruptive time where people are in the streets if things go uh, badly for Donald Trump? Um, yes, I have concerns um, that there will be turmoil, but no, I feel we'll be all right there. Are a lot of good people, a lot of good communities, okay. a lot of successful mayors and governors, um, and changes positively in policy okay. that are being made. I think life goes on. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.